Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Morning, everyone, and welcome to Fertile and Pomegranate Podcast. And I'm back today with something that I've been trying to do for quite a period of time. And this is a scouting series of players that I like that Villa haven't been linked to, but players I think could really, really offer Stephen Gerrard's team something new, something different, and something that could really propel us up the league, I think, uh, over the next season or the next two seasons or whenever, uh, if this pipe dream ever came true. And we did sign some of these players. And the first one that I want to talk about today is somebody that... If anybody follows me on Twitter will know that I've got a real affection for Guido Rodriguez, a central defensive midfielder from Betis, but also plays in the Argentinian national team. And why do I like somebody like Guido Rodriguez? I'm drawn to the fact that he just doesn't like the finer parts of the game. And I think that sometimes a team like Aston Villa have been lacking in the department of needing an enforcer, needing somebody who can come in there and can, you know, stamp his authority in a game from the point of view of being, uh, I suppose, being a stopper, you know, and stemming um, stemming any gaps and stemming the blood flow, should I say, in games whereby maybe we've lost the upper hand or we've lost possessions and pos- the possession battle um, against top teams. And having somebody who can come in there and can solidify it, can lead from that position in, in, in defence, can organise that defensive uh, midfield position, slot back in between the back three, back two to create a back three, and just has that all about nose and wh- an awareness of where to be. Um, somebody like Guido Rodriguez, I think, could be a real, real good asset in this Aston Villa team. I, I know we've been linked with number eights, and I know that there's been messages that have come out of Villa Park to say that we're looking at n- more number eights, but for my money, we only have one true number six that can do it all. 
um, within the club, and that's Boubacar Kamara. And just as an aside, Boubacar Kamara has played fantastically for France the last two games that, that he's played. He's played well alongside somebody like Iguanduzi, and he's played alongside Chimani as well. Those two types of players, and both of those players are not out and out eights as such. They do like to to um, mix in and do that pivot role, that double pivot role for France. And I'm wondering if we are to get the best out of somebody like Boubacar Kamara. Do we need to just play him on an island? If you guys have have uh, watched the podcast I did with with uh, uh, with Fintan O'Reilly previously, he says that the best way to play him is to give him some sort of support in there and let him pass that ball, let Bubakar Kamara pass that ball, and let him cut out uh, passing lanes as well. And maybe to have somebody like Guido Rodriguez in there, I think, could be a real shrewd decision from from Aston Villa as opposed to getting an out and out number eight who will only ever progress the ball forward because. If we think about it, and if Douglas Luiz does stay, I think he's going to be propelled into that number eight position or as a number eight option. Same with John McGinn, same with Jacob Ramsey. And when we've got somebody like Guido Rodriguez, it will allow that it will free them to move forward throughout the field and to move into the t- attacking third a small bit more. If anybody here wants to watch Guido Rodriguez and see why I like him so much, I would implore you to watch his games for Argentina. And I think that's a true reflection of how we would see him uh, unleash kind of our attacking talent in Aston Villa, how he does it for Argentina. And the reason I would say that is because he plays in there alongside Le- Leandro Paredes and uh, they play in like a 4-2-3-1 type situation. Sometimes they play kind of a flatter midfield as well, like uh, like Steven Gerrard does. But since he's come into the team, Guido Rodriguez has come into the team, he's played 24 games for Argentina. And since he's done that, he's allowed the more attacking flair players, the Messis, the Lacelsos, the um, the Angel Di Marias, the Julian Alvarezes, the you know all these guys that the uh, the array of talent, the Paulo Dybala's, the array of talent that uh, Argentina have. He's allowed them to do what they do best and play on the front foot further forward. It's also allowed the team to put more attacking players in there to allow them to attack and to be more attack minded when needs be. And it's seen them go on this massive long run of being undefeated. And I think there's merit in that. And I think there's merit in why somebody like Guido Rodriguez could come in, hit the ground running with Aston Villa, but also more so hit the ground running within the Premier League. Because I think he's got a lot of skills skills that um, we just don't have within this team at the moment. Namely, his ability to read the game. His ability to know when to drop between the back two. His ability to know when to play sideline to sideline as a defensive midfielder. His ability to know when to actually go forward, when to engage above the halfway line, which is something that he doesn't do an awful lot. <clears throat> but um, when he does do it, he seems to do, do it at the right time. He's not action defensive midfielder, as in he gets around the field. He pressures at an unbelievably high rate. Yes, some of those pressures are unsuccessful, but he puts that pressure on. He's in the right place at the right time. And it goes to show that his reading of the game is fantastic. But when you watch him play for Betis as well, you see that his ability to be able to step back into the back three and to retreat back in there and not be that guy that has to always, you know, be up there helping out his attacking players. He knows his limitations and he, he re- retreats back into that to that back two to form a back three, which is really interesting as well because <clears throat> when you look at the Betis team, they like to go forward with their wing backs, specifically Hector Bellerin. Everybody watching the podcast here will be familiar with Hector Bellerin. He loves to bomb up that wing and get forward and try and get crosses into the box and get in around there. And it leaves two people at the back. And to have somebody like Guido Rodriguez that can slap back in there into that back three and knows that he needs to protect them is fantastic. And it's not something Aston Villa have 
done really well over the last 12 to 18 months. Douglas Louise isn't that man. We think we've proven it in some of the podcasts we've done previously. Mavis Nakamba does do it does do it okay. He does like we have seen a more a better structure when Marvelous Nakamba is in there. But I personally feel that over the next 12 to 18 months, if we are going to kick on, players like Marvelous Nakamba are fine, are, they're fine, they're great. But I think we can upgrade on uh on sixes and eights uh, across the board. I think within our midfield, and I think there's nobody really in our midfield bar Jacob Ramsey and probably I think John McGinn as well because I think he's done a solid for this midfield and done a lot of the donkey work that uh, other that, that have probably seen his own performances um, stemmed in, in the past 12 months. But I think bar those two guys, um, I think changes our foot within this midfield. And somebody like Guido Rodriguez is, uh, is somebody that I would look at to come in to be able to play that position. Let's take a look at some of his numbers. So <clears throat> Guido Rodriguez, as I said, he is a born bred defensive midfielder and he does, he does what he does well, but, he plays in that withdrawn defensive midfielder role, but he's also able to, to progress the ball forward. And we will look at his possession and passing stats in a moment. But the things that jump off the page here is that he just tackles at an unbelievable clip. 3.22 tackles per game puts him in the top 11% in Europe amongst all midfielders, not just defensive midfielders. Same with pressures, top 18% in Europe. And same with aerial dual success. So he just wins the ball. That's that's what he does. You know, he just wins the ball. He just wins tackles. He stops people from playing. He's that enforcer. And just look at him. I would not like to get in a fight with Guido Rodriguez. Just look at him. He looks like he's yeah, he's just perpetually that guy who's gonna stand for. He looks like something out of three hundred, like a Spartan or something like that. That he's just up for a fight. And I think that's something that Aston Villa need that to have that kind of intimidation factor in midfield. And by God, does Guido Guido Rodriguez bring that? Looking at his possession statistics, possession passing statistics, should I say there as well? He comes in middle of the road for attempts and completions, but his pass completion percentage rate has him up there in the top 21% in all of Europe's midfielders, not just defensive midfielders. So when he gets the ball, he can recycle it really well, and, and that's something that I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like I like to see from a, a defensive midfielder, along with Bubakar Kamara, as I mentioned, who is just a metronome and a workhorse for the amount of passes and the amount of touches he gets in games. Um, having somebody who can also do that, but even to a lesser level, like Guido Rodriguez player beside him, um, is for me is quite exciting. And I think it shouldn't be ruled out that we can maybe go for two sixes as opposed to another eight in, in, in the coming season. But we also look at the past progress, past completion, past completion percentage. We see that uh, while his progressive passes are uh, lower, they're in the bottom quartile. His progressive pass distance is almost up in the top third there, in the 62nd percentile um, of all midfielders within Europe. And he does pass ball under pass the ball under pressure quite a lot, which you would expect for a defensive midfielder as teams push up and try and maybe catch him in possession in that. Um, in that in the on the edge of that midfield third and defensive third but he uh, he doesn't uh, lose possession that well and that's something that we will look at when we look at his advanced uh, statistics in a moment lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, doesn't create an awful lot of shot-creating actions, but then again, if he is a defensive-minded midfielder, you would expect that. And he's entrusted with a decent amount of touches per game as well. So all in all, you can see there are some of his points and notes that he's an absolute enforcer. He's a really aggressive type player. He builds possession based on the fact that his pass completion rate is is, is so high and uh, that he's been trusted with a decent amount of passes per game. And he knows his limitations, so he doesn't try and bomb forward, doesn't doesn't carry the ball an awful lot, but when he does, he carries it successfully, as we can see there with his successful dribble percentage as well. Uh, his big thing is, and, and you can't, there is no metric that we can look at, and this is why you always need to look at games when you do look at statistics. His metric, the, the, the one unmetricable, the un- intangible piece is he's got unbelievably good positioning, superb positioning. It's never out of position. Um, I've very rarely seen him out of position, should I say, when I've watched him. And it's something that just pops up on the screen um, that he doesn't get caught that way. Um, as I said, he's no interest in the finer parts of the game. He's not going to cry turn somebody back in that defensive third and Rabona it over the defence onto an on-running Ollie Watkins for him to slot it past the goalkeeper. He's going to just get that ball out of there and he's going to take that safe pass. And uh, the safe pass... As we will look at here, may not always be the short pass, but we'll see. We look at his advanced passing statistics in a moment, which is, uh, which, which to me was actually something that was was quite interesting to look at too. And lastly, as I say, he's born and bred to withdraw into central defence if needed. He's six foot and one half of an inch. He's good in the air, and I think that gives him the ability to be able to withdraw in to 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 central defence if needed. If we are in that bunker mentality and um, holding on to a lead, which is something we have not done well for the last eighteen months. So all in all, I think the be- the benefits of having a player like Guido Rodriguez are quite high. But let's just take a look at how he stacks up against some of the players that we have already. And as always, here is Douglas Luiz, and without you know making um, light of Douglas Luiz in any in any shape or form, we can see here how he stacks up. I'm not going to spend too much time on this because Douglas Luiz, as I say, should will be pushed up into probably an eight position as the year goes on. And specifically, if we were to sign another six, we can see here that Rodriguez tackles at a higher rate, he pressures at a higher rate, he's better aerial success rates as as well. I have uh, neglected there the, to to mention that Douglas Luiz has a higher pressure success rate. Um, also, another good thing about Guido Rodriguez is that while he he is in almost in the bottom quartile of of the players who are dribbled past in 90 minutes, he's still better at it than Douglas Luiz. So uh, that is something I absolutely hate to see is players that are dribbled past at a, at a decent rate throughout the course of the game. So any improvement on that for me is an improvement in the right direction. Looking at the passing statistics there, he's a better pass completion rate. He has more attempts and more completions throughout the course of, of a game as well. Um, Douglas Luiz has a better progressive pass distance than, than Guido Rodriguez. But, sorry, progressive pass number, but the progressive pass distance is in, in Guido Rodriguez's favour. What that means is that while he makes less passes that go forward, they do go further forward um, on, on average throughout the course of the game, which is which is uh, interesting in itself. Um, and we can see there that there's, you know, he's interested with more touches throughout the course of the game than, than Douglas Luiz. So what he does really well, he does uh, does me- immeasurably better 
than uh, Douglas Louise, and that is clear from the statistics that we can see here. Um, once again, preface is that Douglas Louise playing in the sixth position as opposed to where I think he's naturally more able to play in that eighth position has to be taken into account when we look at these stats. Here he is when we look at him up against Yves Busuma. And news has just broken that it looks like Yves Busuma is on his way to Tottenham for £26 million, which to me is a steal, considering we were being looked at at £50 million. But um, when we look at these two guys uh, up, up against each other, I think uh, some of the statistics that jump out here for me for, for Guido Rodriguez that would put him in the same echelon as, uh, as Yves Busuma is that a lot of people... You know, Basuma comes in, he plays number eight, he plays number eight for for Brighton. Play, do we play him as a six? Do we play him as an eight? You know, that's always going to be the, the conversation when uh, when you have somebody like a, like a Basuma in your team. We can see that he intercepts the ball really well. He get, very rarely gets dribbled past. He's got a very good pressure success rate. Guido Rodriguez, though, tackles at a higher rate. He puts in more pressures and he's better in the air. But when you look at one thing, and this is something that, that to me was was really interesting, when we look at his passing and Guido Rodriguez's passing, he's got he's got more progressive passes, more progressive pass distance, passes better under pressure, has better shot creating actions, and has more touches than Eves Basuma. So when we look at, at Basuma in the in the eighth position, he he is the defend, the midfielder that passes the ball sideways and just keeps that ball moving. Rodriguez does it, but also does it at a better rate and passes it forward and gets it gets it forward a bit more as well. So that is quite interesting here when we look at the differences between these two players and also some of the similarities um, that, that the two players show or have shown over the last 365 days. It's it's an interesting study between the two, um, specifically when we look at price points because Yves Basuma, as I said, was being talked about being 50 million in last January's transfer market. We're now in June and he's been talked about as Go on his way more or less to, to Spurs as reported by Fabrizio Romano today for about £26 million which is a big drop in price and it's a price I would imagine Guido Rodriguez would come in around the 18 to £26 million price range as well so it is an interesting um, an interesting study in, in the two guys and what they actually bring to, to the team itself um, let's take a look here at some of the advanced uh, defensive statistics we can see that Guido Rodriguez comes in at a better defensive midfielder at a better uh, tackling rate and, and, and tackling in the, in the different areas than both Douglas Louise and Yves Basuma. So we can see here he tackles at a better rate in the defensive third and the midfield third at a high, high, high elite level. Um, he isn't trusted with tackling in the attacking third, which we would expect also. Once again, his pressure rates in the defensive third and midfield third are at an elite rate. Um, and we can see here they far outweigh and dwarf um, both Douglas Louise and, uh, and Yves Basuma in that, in that aspect. From a passing point of view, he comes in, as we can see here, he's middle of the road until we look at something like his short pass completion right here. So when we talk about players who just pass it sideways and pass it backwards, um, Guido Rodriguez doesn't just do that. His short passing rate is actually his uh, his least uh, his, his least impressive statistic when we look at it here. And albeit he's only a small little bit lower than the likes of Douglas Luiz and, and Yves Basuma. So it's something he probably does need to work on. When we look at his mid-range passing and his long-range passing as well here, that's something that, that uh, to me, is really, really impressive, considering that, uh, you know, what, he does pass the ball forward. He's got a good pa progressive pass rate, and the amount, of, um, the amount of touches that he would get in the Premier League, I think, would be in around the 60 touches and around the 50 passes per game. It is interesting to see that he is able to dictate play to a certain degree from further back the field too. So... 
Lots and lots to, to, to look at here with Greedo Rodriguez. And the one last statistic I'm going to leave you with here that may not look like it's a big, big statistic, but the very last one there on the page is pass reception percentage. And that's the amount of times that he receives the pass and is able to recycle it um, successfully to another player. And 95% of the time, he actually receives a pass and recycles it off to somebody else. Um, he will do it 95% of the time. And as we see, that's an upgrade on Douglas Louise where we are at the moment. And also, it's just higher than Yves Basuma as well. So he's comfortable in the reception of the ball and moving and passing that ball as well as being the guy who does the tackling and trying to win the ball back. So that's something that's interesting to note as well. So um, that's just a little piece and a scouting piece on Guido Rodriguez. I think he's a real interesting player. Anybody who follows me on Twitter will know that I just, I think that he's, uh, he's an unsung hero for Argentina. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the World Cup when uh, that comes around in November because he is going to be somebody that's going to be on the team sheet and uh, he's going to be somebody that's going to be able to allow the likes of Messi and uh, Angel Di Maria and Pablo Dybala and all those guys to progress forward. And um, I think every Argentinian would be hoping that they will win the win the, um, the World Cup this season based on the form that they have at the moment, if they can carry that in there. And one of the reasons for that form is somebody like Guido Rodriguez um, since he has made his, his debut within that Argentinian team. So I hope you've all enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed the scouting, scouting series that we're going to put together over the next two weeks. Um, we will be back again tomorrow. I'm loving the daily content. I'm loving the, the cadence of this content. and it, it gives me stuff to talk about. I'm loving the interactions you guys have as well. If you guys want me to discuss any player, please let me know in the comments below. Also, if you like this, please give a thumbs up. Please also uh, subscribe to the podcast. As we say, this is a bit of fantasy. There is no link to Guido Rodriguez. If we were to somehow sign him based on uh, on what we've seen, any interest in him so far, it would be an absolute miracle. But it is interesting to look at these types of players, how they could fit in with Aston Villa Football Club and the types of players I think that they do sign, matching those up against um, up against somebody like Guido Rodriguez or are areas that we've we've that we identified that um you know potentially could be areas of um of uh of churn within the squad i think is really interesting so if you like this please give it a thumbs up and uh, i do appreciate any suggestions on players that you would like me to do podcasts on in the future as well so that's going to do it for today thanks so much everybody for your time please subscribe to the podcast as i said and please subscribe to the audio podcast we will be back again tomorrow and we will be back again on Thursday. And we will be back again on Friday with more with more content. So uh, until then, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.